You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove Podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Hello, welcome to A Mindful Moment. We're very grateful that you've joined us. While most of us feel we're doing pretty well just to survive these days, we want you to thrive. We want to help you tap into your full potential and that starts with a foundation in mindfulness. Mindfulness improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. You can live a better life and we'll help you discover how along the way. So let's get started. There were so many mindless examples in the past couple of weeks, it was hard to choose which one to use for today's mindless moment. But the winner is... A Burger King worker cleaning the restaurant tables with the same mop he just used on the floor, which someone caught on video. Of course, that's disgusting, but it's a great example of complete mindlessness. We can't know what was going through this person's head, but the complete suspension of common sense is an obvious indicator that he wasn't being mindful about his work. While this may be an extreme example, and before you judge the BK worker, don't you sometimes catch yourself doing something that on reflection seemed a little bit thoughtless or even downright stupid? It's easy to slide into mindlessness when we're doing mundane tasks, but mundane tasks are some of the best opportunities to practice mindfulness. When you perform your next mundane task, practice staying alert and present, noticing every detail about that task as you perform it. You'll find it's more enjoyable and it strengthens your brain's ability to stay aware in any situation. I had a participant in a workshop this week ask about how you really use what you learn in a workshop. What a great question! She said, I attend the workshops or read a book or hear information that sounds like a great idea, but then I don't do anything with it after that. This is so typical. We read or hear something that we feel in that moment could change our lives, but then we go back to the status quo. Why? 
Probably the biggest reason is our innate resistance to change. But we can overcome our hesitancy to change by simply taking baby steps instead of thinking we have to overhaul our entire lives. When you hear or read something that really feels motivating in the moment, that's something you really need to pursue. But if you're not in the habit of executing new ways of thinking or being, it feels a little overwhelming the day after. We have thoughts like, oh, that would be great, but I don't have time. Or, I'd love to do it, but I don't think I can. One of the simplest acts to take when you hear or read something that resonates is to write it down, the old-fashioned way, with a pen on paper. In a study published in Psychological Science, Pam A. Mueller of Princeton University and Daniel M. Oppenheimer of the University of California, Los Angeles, sought to test how note-taking by hand or by computer affects learning. They shared, When people type their notes, they have this tendency to try to take verbatim notes and write down as much of the lecture as they can. The students who were taking longhand notes in our studies were forced to be more selective, because you can't write as fast as you can type and that extra processing of the material that they were doing benefited them. They conducted three studies, one based on showing participants' TED Talks, one where they instructed laptop users not to take down all of the words verbatim from a lecture, and one where they gave students the opportunity to review their notes in between a lecture and a test. The students taking notes by hand performed better. Mueller and Oppenheimer wrote, This is suggestive evidence that longhand notes may have superior external storage as well as superior encoding functions. In addition to retaining the information better, as well as helping the brain to process the information better, there is also the mind-body connection to consider. When you write, you're synchronizing mind and body. This sends the message to the brain that this must be important information. That causes the brain to seek similar information as you move throughout your day, as the brain is always on the lookout for familiar data. That results in you observing more information to support you in your efforts without any extra effort. Once you've written down the information, start thinking of ways you could incorporate that information into your daily routine. If you're trying to think more positively, for example, how could you integrate small steps into your daily activities? Repeat positive affirmations while you brush your teeth? Change the radio station from the news to unpleasant music? Replace the word but with the word and? None of these take any extra time, but consistently practicing them will change your neurological pathways so that they become habits. As you begin to notice that you are thinking more positive thoughts, you'll be motivated to do more. Another trick that I use to anchor a new concept or practice is to seek out more information on a topic. If I read a book or watch a TED Talk that inspires me, I look for more books or TED Talks on the same subject. If I read an academic paper that moves me, I check out a few of the references to deepen my understanding of the subject. I also seek out audiobooks on the subject so that I can listen to them in my car as I commute around the county. Even if I'm not 100% focused on the book, hopefully for the sake of other drivers, my subconscious is picking up the information and integrating it into that chunk of data already being collected. Because the brain works in images, not words, I also doodle or find a picture that represents the change I'm trying to make. If I can't find an image, I make a mind map. You can find instructions online for creating a mind map, but it's basically taking keywords or concepts and writing them in different colors 
and within bubbles or squares, connecting concepts and subtopics. When you write something in multiple colors, the brain recognizes it as an image, which is what it seeks. All of these tactics are simply reminders for my brain to keep searching for confirmation that this thing is something I want. I also write reminders on sticky notes or index cards and place them everywhere I can to remind me. Taped to the bathroom mirror, on my desk, attached to my car visor, even inside kitchen cabinets. We're easily distracted, so these reminders are really powerful in bringing the attention back to the thing we're trying to change. Finally, as you begin to grow towards this new way of being, you'll also begin to notice when you fail at it. It's important to remember that failing at anything is simply an opportunity to learn. So as you mess up, just self-correct and be grateful for the mistake since that only helps anchor the lesson in deeper. We have the capacity to continuously learn, continuously revamp anything we don't like, and to continuously improve the quality of our lives. Give it a try. The next time you get those little thrill bumps when you hear a new concept, Remember, that's your mind and body telling you to go for it. Let's take a short pause in our day, feeling gratitude for all of the opportunities life presents us as we sharpen our awareness. Choose an object to focus on. It could be a picture, a candle, a plant, anything handy that you find interesting, beautiful, or calming. Sit or stand comfortably with your back naturally straight and feet flat on the floor. Take in a deep breath through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Focus on the object as you breathe normally. Notice every detail you can about the object. What are its physical attributes? Color, shape, Size, smell, texture. What does it represent to you? What feelings come up about the object? Stay focused on the object diving deeper into any thoughts or feelings that arise. If your mind wanders, simply bring your attention back to the object.
Return your focus to your broader surroundings. Take in another deep cleansing breath through your nose and sigh with relief as you exhale through your mouth. Feel gratitude for your observational skills and awareness. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, remember to be mindful. Subscribe to A Mindful Moment on iTunes in English or Spanish. Follow us at Work to Live Productions. Please rate us to let us know if this podcast is helpful to you. A Mindful Moment is hosted and produced by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, Media Right Productions. Meditation music, Mind and Eye Journey by Emily A. Sprague.